0: It's the BNS in 20 minutes or less podcast, your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna,
1: a fine pair brought to you by Shane Homes. Paired Homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to today's pisscast. Welcome to it. Can we say a quick shout out to the snowblowers, everybody who's been
2: doing snow removal around the clock for the last three days?
1: Yeah. It's been a busy stretch for them.
2: It's crazy. Yesterday, it was hilarious because I live right downtown. And of course, uh, everybody, you know, all there's all these private contractors that come out and every mm-hmm. condo building has their own. And it was just straight snowblower sounds yesterday. Like oh, it was yeah. just, I could hear it through the walls. There were so many people out and so many different snowblowers that were just working around the clock to try and get everything clear. It was pretty funny.
1: And if you do snow removal, it was the kind of snow you don't like because yeah. it would like snow a bit, stop, snow more. So like, I'm sure they had to go out again and again and again, as opposed to just all dumping at once. Yeah. And get it done. Oh yeah. So yeah. I, I know I, I walked past a snowplow driver the other day like for the city and he looked cheery as could be he was smiling he waved probably had some long days last couple days so
2: every morning when we get here and it's 5 a.m and i see the snow blowers or people like snow removal people outside i'm like oh yeah that's rough that would be a tough job to motivate yourself to get up out of bed for
1: would it ever when it's this cold too that's what i mean freezing here today yeah yeah um, my wife, McKenna, has already started playing Christmas music at our house. It actually started about a week ago. Perfect. And I tried to put my foot down, and anytime time I can turn it off, I will, but mm-hmm. she'll she'll sneak it in, and put then it I'm back not on. paying attention. And I'm like, hey, this, wait a second. That's Run Run Rudolph. Get that off.
2: Run Run, run off. Yeah. Our oh, rule was yeah. typically
1: November 15th she was allowed to start because it won't stop until the new year. So
2: Right. So she's kicked in a little earlier for she's you. She's trying, haven't?
1: yep. Mm. Um... I guess you know I do have uh, our Christmas lights on at the house—the only house in the block that has them on so far—and I know some people frown on that. Yeah. If you turn them on before Remembrance Day, never understood that myself because it's not like we took our Remembrance Day decorations down to put our Christmas decorations up. No. The two things don't really have anything to do with each other. It's true. I think you can still be respectful of Remembrance Day while also putting on the Christmas lights now that it's dark out. So.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you put the lights on, then you really can't can't get mad at her for putting the music on. Nah. Goes one. One's Hannah. a little more
1: intrusive. Well, she doesn't see the lights unless so she's pulling in or out. Your where... neighbors do, so you <laughs> could say that it's more intrusive for them. Yeah, I, mean... I don't know. I think uh, I the lights are a little different than the same 15 Christmas songs sung by every artist under the sun mm-hmm. that we've been listening to the last. And
2: then every different version of it, yeah.
1: Oh, it's going to be. Pray for me. It's going to be a long stretch here. <laughs> going to be a long stretch. On the show today, a heritage moment. We're going to talk about the World Cup coming up and etymology. Learn a bit about animals' tails. Pigeon talk, some pigeons. Pidge talk, as we call it now. Everybody loves pigeon talk. Uh, a problem with the type of jacket that you see around sometimes. A food that apparently we're the last people on Earth to know existed. Uh, we're going to talk about the future of Alberta. Jobs we wouldn't want to do. Uh, Who I look like now that I have no hair and which celebrity you'd like to see run for political office after Today's out of context clip of the show.
0: If you're abroad, you can hit the road. Straight this. meat, big man meat. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So, Doctor
2: Oz was running for Senate in the U.S. Did you see that, Beckler?
1: Yes. Uh, he know. lost. He did lose. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's he was running. Quite controversial. Totally. It's, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then the big thing was that Oprah didn't back him, even though she created she him. Created she created, him. created
1: the monster that is Doctor oh, Oz. The
2: drama! So <laughs>
1: much.
2: It got me thinking, though. We've talked about you know celebrities running in the past. But is there any Canadian celebrity that you ever think would be good to run for any type of politics? Hmm. It's it's such a weird thing to think about because, you, first of all, you're like, celebrities shouldn't run. That's your initial reaction. Mm-hmm. Your initial thought is like, this shouldn't happen. But on the other hand, I mean, it's happening more and more now. Yeah. And when you think about it, you're like, I wonder how much of what is done is actually by this figurehead and how much of it is done behind the scenes and sometimes you want a good representative right well, somebody who people trust
1: and your your profile is more important than your policy positions now 100%, you know your brand yeah. your your recognizability mm-hmm. your you yeah. know your name your face like
2: So is there anyone in Canadian celebrity lore that you would throw out there or no
1: Honestly no yeah. no because I'm not a fan of celebrity politicians I you know, people, people criticize career politicians, and I don't see why that's necessarily an insult. It's like, oh, yeah. so they have a really strong understanding of how the system works? How terrible, you know? I know. Um, and I think, like, when we think about celebrities, even ones that everybody likes, think about someone like Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Great yeah. example. Everyone loves The Rock. Everyone, he's the highest-earning male actor. You know, he's everyone loves him. Yep. Uh, it's because he never has to say anything controversial. It's true. The moment he has to start taking a position on things like... Hey hey the rock how do you feel about abortion how do you feel about immigration who should we who do we drone strike then yeah. instantly he's not that person anymore right it's true so I don't know. I don't think those are necessarily the skills that are required to, to be a good leader, I, maybe to, be, to to get elected. But. And
2: I, I agree with you, I, but I think we're going to see more and more celebrities running because I think, again, as oh, you said, sure. like it's just had the way of things now. Now people want somebody who's just this figurehead that they like. You're like, okay, I, I like that person, so I'm going to vote for them. It has nothing to do with policy, nothing to do with their knowledge of
1: what's going on behind the scenes. True, and if you don't believe they're actually making decisions, if you think someone else is pulling the strings, I yeah. mean... I don't even know if Joe Biden knows he's president. <laughs> so, like...
2: <laughs> like, the first person I thought of was, of course, Ryan Reynolds. Same thing. Everybody loves him, and it's because he doesn't ever have to say anything controversial. He can be yeah. silly and make jokes all the time, and that's it, right? That's where it ends.
1: Has Ryan Reynolds ever said how many immigrants he thinks Canada should, should accept a year? Nope. Because that will change people's opinion of Ryan Reynolds. No matter how he answers... It's true. It will change his opinion.
2: Although, I swear, if he were to run right now, he'd probably get elected.
1: He very well might, but that says more about us than about...
0: Oh, absolutely. Than about the His system. policies, yeah. yeah I definitely. don't know how he thinks. B in 20 minutes or less. I was
1: talking to a friend of the show, Clancy, just in our messages about how I have no hair now. Yeah. Um, I cut it all off last week, buzzed her all down. Yeah. It's really pretty. nice not having to worry about what your hair looks like, though. Yeah. Because you don't have any. It's that's just, fair. It looks like nothing. So, yeah. Uh, so far, I would say the biggest drawback to being an almost bald dude is that I just look so generic now. You know, like, before my long hair was something somewhat unique about me, about Mm, my appearance. Now I'm just another bald white dude, and there are quite a few of us kicking around.
2: Yeah, I mean, you say that. Lots of people have very similar hairstyles, though, all the time, and there's still very unique things about them, right? True. But, yeah, your long hair was definitely uh, different, because not that many guys have long hair, so... Lots of bald
1: white guys. Yeah. You're dating a bald white guy. Right? I am. <laughs> I feel I feel like if you came here from somewhere else and you weren't used to seeing like white faces, you'd think we all look alike. That's true. You know, because we kind of do. Y'all look like bowling balls. <laughs> we, <laughs> weird. But Clancy made the funniest comment and he said, He's like, us bald white dudes look like NPC characters from Grand Theft Auto. Like we we look like the just the background characters oh, in a video game. Oh
2: my god, you totally do. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing! That, like, gray,
1: featureless, bald character. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're making a character on a video game, it, with, like the the template that you start with is bald white dude. And if you just didn't add any customization to that character, you would have yep. this. You this were, is what you run right right out of like time, those.
2: and you're like, okay, just a few of the just generic <laughs> ones. Yeah, yeah. No, we're not going to personalize those. I just want to get playing bunch of Becklers like, over there. We need a few oh, more out of
1: time. That's why you got to start wearing a stupid hat or something. Yeah. Just something to set you apart from all the other NPCs That's why out we talk about the
2: radio hat. That's why yeah. radio dudes wear it. You got to set yourself apart with a dumb hat.
1: That's exactly why radio dudes wear it.
2: Wear one of those jester hats. You remember those? Those were big for a while. Felt jester hat. Those toques. Those yes. like. <laughs> yeah, they have the bells attached to the four like jester things. Come- oh, yeah. That's what you need. <laughs> See, I don't
1: look like everyone else now. I have a jester
2: hat. Ah, he's I a, a clown.
0: He's an idiot. S <laughs> in 20 minutes or less. A
2: friend was telling me yesterday that she doesn't think that she could ever do our job. She was like, I can't imagine ever speaking in front of people. And I laughed a little bit because I was like, funny story. I used to be terrified of public speaking. In fact, I still am. Mm-hmm. But somehow I'm doing this for a job. Weird how that happens. Yeah,
1: I used to be terrified too.
2: I know. It's because I- we're not really seeing you right now. I'm like, oh, we're talking to a wall in our. Ourselves, that's about it.
1: Even then, I had to like I had to read over the intercom in high school, and I boofed so hard. Oh my like, god! Buffed, like where you get all sweaty, and you freeze yep. up, and I was like, I'm never doing that again. And now I do it for a living. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was scared when I started in this business. Me too. But not it, anymore.
2: It is terrifying at the start for sure. But it got me thinking. I was like, Is there any job that you don't think you could ever do? And I mean, you personally, like not as a whole. There are some, you know, very dangerous jobs mm-hmm. or whatever. But just based on you, and I, I got thinking because for me. Any job that involves really small spaces, I don't think I could
1: ever do. Oh, slightly claustrophobic?
2: Yeah, I've never really tested that out. And I mean, we went cave crawling once, and like I can do it, but I get very uneasy in small spaces. And I think it all stemmed from my sister when she wrapped me in a sheet once and then tied me up, and I couldn't get out. So Mm. I just have this little fear of... (laughs) being trapped in places that was very cruel of her it was very cruel <laughs> I'm still living it down to this day but yeah I was, I was chatting with a friend I was like I don't know if I could ever scuba dive I've never tried it
1: wouldn't be a good firefighter no no
2: no see I never thought of that but you're yeah. right getting into small spaces things like in, in sewage or like if you have to crawl through anywhere like that although again I'd like to test that theory I'm gonna go scuba diving soon here because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm curious if I could handle it or not I don't know but that that is one thing that definitely when I think about it I'm like yeah, I, don't, I don't think so
1: Excellent. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's something that makes you uneasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be a terrible food critic.
2: Yes. I was that,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's because I'm so picky. Yeah. Uh, it had vegetables. It was awful. Yep. Everyone's like, this review doesn't make any sense.
2: They'd give you all these like 10 course meals and you would have, I, I, I couldn't eat eight of them.
1: Nope. <laughs>
2: and that one you need to, you need to take the vegetables off and then I'll give it a go.
1: That or like, and maybe you get used to it, but anything with like really bad smells. Mm. I think I'm very sensitive to smells, and maybe right. that's linked to like the taste thing. But yeah. I would uh, I would have a hard time like working where it stunk all the time, or where you were confronted with just terrible smells. Yeah, and there are lots of. I mean, if you work in like wastewater, yeah. If you work in healthcare, yeah. you know there are lots of. We Plumbing. We have a friend
2: who, if she smells anything even remotely bad, will actually start gagging. I was like, can you imagine her trying to do a job with bad smells? Just, you look over at her and everything. She'd be, she'd be a bad
1: bleh. nurse, hey? like, Oh my your God. Your bedside manner. Oh, yeah. Is it bad? She's like, she no, no, we see worse all the time. Bleh. 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 Give me,
0: me my VNS in 20 minutes or less. I've been getting
1: these ads on social media from... Angus Reid, the polling company. Yeah. Uh, encouraging people to join their survey panels. As you know, I'm already a proud Angus Reid panelist. Yes, you are. Still waiting for my t shirt. Haven't got it yet. At the end of every survey, there's a little box where you can put your feedback on the survey. And you and say, I, I want my t shirt. Where do I get it? Where's my t shirt? I just want a t shirt.
2: I was full out making fun of that, being like, <laughs> if you have to wear a t shirt, that we're, or Yeah, you should. You should I proudly want, display your Angus Reid.
1: I want it. I want that Angus Reid. Free
2: Reed. swag from Angus Reid. Very exciting stuff. <laughs>
1: Anyway, the question they're posing in this ad to hook you to try to get you to join the panel is is the future of Alberta bright or bleak? Which I think is pretty smart on on their part. And yeah. Probably quite a quite effective because I think people would have an opinion on that. Yeah. So what do you, how would you answer that question, Shauna? And of course, like when they give you a survey like that, there's multiple choice answers where you like you know, but just overall, how do you feel about the future of this province. Are you optimistic about it or are you pessimistic about I'm it? I'm
2: optimistic about it. Are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be moving here. A lot of people want to move here because of the affordability, which I know isn't necessarily good for us. But that being said, like, I'm, we're already attracting, I think, more sectors and divers quote unquote diversifying as much as I hate that word diversifying but I, the economy I think there's a lot of stuff that we have coming up yeah there's a lot of tech companies coming in there's big companies that keep you know building here um, and they're going to continue to because it's cheaper too so anywhere that needs a hub too I think we're going to get I don't know I think it's it's looking good
1: you're right about people moving here like if you look at any of the population growth projections for the provinces in Canada like Alberta is leading in terms of yep. the you know how much we're supposed to grow over the next 20 or 30 years um, and, and any
2: just, like hubs that need a lot of space is just way more affordable here than other big cities, right? So they're looking to a place where they can launch and be affordable, and well, this is it.
1: We do have space. We're not limited in any direction as to which way we can grow. Nope. Um, I think like definitely in the short term, I'm I'm fairly optimistic about Alberta. Like yeah. in the next, you know, fifteen twenty years or so, I think the demand for oil is still going to be there globally, still going up actually. Mm-hmm. And we're strong when oil is strong. Yeah. Um, after that, yeah, I don't know. That's going to depend on, on how we approach things. Like Pro- 50 the- years from now, what will this place look like? I, know. I, don't, I have no idea.
2: Yeah. And that's just the problem is I think after, after COVID, like I'm looking more in the immediate future because <clears> you never know what the hell is going to be going on 10 years down the road from now. Right? So you're right though. If you were to look long term, then perhaps things would be a little more bleak. I don't know. Depends how know.
1: good we are at adapting. Yeah. But in the short term, yeah, I feel pretty comfortable living here and pretty optimistic about how things are going to go, optimistic for my kids as they grow up. Yeah. So that's how I would answer that question. Good. Angus Reed. Now give me my t-shirt, please.
0: ENS in 20
2: minutes or less. So I was at the dollar store yesterday and I came across Manwich so it was it was a can, this can in the canned food aisle that just said Manwich on it. And I looked into it a little closer, and it's essentially, it looks like a sloppy joe sauce of some sort, which uh. in and of, of itself is a funny name, but you're just calling your product Manwich. Manwich. It's pretty funny. Like, what would you like for lunch? Manwich, please.
1: Is it just the sauce or is it the meat too in there?
2: That's a good question. I it's think like a there's can a
1: of dollar store of meat yeah, called sandwich. Horrifying. Ooh. Yeah, everything
2: about it. I don't Ooh, like
1: know. I, it's
2: got to just be the sauce. Now that you say that, there can't be.
1: I mean, uh, I get I it with inflation know. and stuff. We're making choices at the grocery store too. Yeah. But, I don't know, manwich.
2: I mean, it's it's in the <laughs> non-perishable food. What kind of? Well, manwich is obviously non-perishable. Beckler, <laughs>
1: do
2: you like to eat sandwiches? Manwich. Manwich.
1: Manwich. man-wich. What's for dinner tonight? Man- it's man-wich.
2: manwich. We're all having manwich. <laughs> could be pretty funny to make an ad for oh man
1: (laughs) it's not for women no it's it's, no it is specifically man witch
2: do you like to eat sandwiches are you a man have we got the product for you the man witch drive it india get it in there a sandwich full of man. Park it in your gut! The ingredients blood sweat Britain, man. If you're abroad, you can hit the road. Straight this... meat, and big man meat. This is man witch. It's man, saucy man. What? Punch yourself in the face with a man witch. It's a knuckle sandwich with man sauce
0: on it. Yeah. The BNS and 20 minutes or less podcast. This is
1: one of those where I just keep thinking
2: of jokes. Oh yeah, it's good gonna be. Like... We may have to bring it back. We have manwich to... <laughs> man witch is too. Although a lot of people were like, I can't believe you haven't heard of Manwich before. No, I hadn't. No, and also, like, I'm sorry, no matter what, somebody's like, I grew up eating Manwich. And I'm like, did did your mom call it (laughs) Manwich? Like, what are we having for dinner tonight? We're having Manwich, kids. Like, I just, I can't, I can't envision it.
1: Nope. There are only two genders of Sandwich. And if it's not a Manwich, it's a sand bitch.
2: Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Could have probably done better there, but. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I'd never heard of Manwich.
2: The ingredients blood, sweat, grit, and man. (laughs) Man, beats a real man. Man.
1: (laughs) Oh my god.
2: Prime, tender, man.
1: The number one canned meat sauce of the Bricklayers Association of of America. The
2: trimmed fat of man.
1: 98%
2: 98% lean man. You're, oh, God.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Canned, uh, so is, do we decide? Do we ever figure out? Was there?
2: It's just the sauce. There's no meat in it, thankfully. Although, I have to be honest, Bec, like there's lots of other canned meats that you can buy. At the like, dollar store? Wiener, uh, what is it called? You know, the, the Vienna sausages or whatever. And I guess it's so heavily canned
1: there's nothing to worry about, right? So, I have to be
2: honest, I've, I've bought some canned salmon at the dollar store before. Canned salmon at the dollar store, hey? And it was good, yeah. I get it Non-perishable food though it, Like why not time. I don't care
1: um, This person said It's actually friggin' tasty I'm pulling wrenches out In the cold today Hard AF like, yeah, Okay well, I
2: asked I said Somebody was like I grew up <laughs> greeting Manwich on a bun I was like Did, Are you a real man now then It's like yeah
1: Yeah Very similar to a sloppy joe Some people are saying Yeah
2: yeah. I guess it's like A type of sloppy joe
1: sauce Also sloppy uh, joe in and of itself Is a funny name Super funny yeah. name mm-hmm. <laughs> Make him extra sloppy Yep my man witch with sloppy dough. Yeah, come on, come on now. My grandpa always used to refer to them as sandwiches. Would you like a sandwich? He would say. And he, like, he was born in Canada. I think his dad was an immigrant, but he would still, in his 80s, would refer to it as a sandwich.
2: Mm, I mean, I like it. I like that way of saying it. Sandwich. Sandwich? Would you like a man witch? <laughs> <Man-vitch? laughs> Put a witch's hat on and you're a man witch.
1: Oh, the BNS oh, okay. 20 Minutes or Less podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. Move in sooner to one of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes. Starting from the 490s, these 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit shanehomes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The BNS
0: 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A
1: friend of mine was telling me she has one of those uh, nice long winter coats. You know, the ones that go down almost like past your knees.
2: Oh, yeah, like the long shackets.
1: Is that what it is? a like for like a full like parka, oh yeah, it goes all the way down, mm, yeah, uh, and she said they're so warm, they're definitely worth it. The only problem is uh if you honk ass in them if you, it tends to uh it tends to vent itself out up around the neck if you quack in it then it, if you if you blow a toot, yep it uh there's nowhere for it to go, really, hot air rises, so it doesn't it's not like it escapes out the bottom, right, it tends to come up around the neck and just like
2: well, that's a real problem. <laughs> Oh, you Dutch oven yourself,
1: essentially. Yeah, cold farts. Oh, God. Cold farts, good band name. Yeah, what is that? It's great. Farts. <laughs> cold, cold farts. Farts. Fart. <laughs> I never really thought about that, but yeah, I imagine that's true. You. Uh, it's like a sleeping bag, right? That's right. You fart that's a exactly, bag like it. it's
2: and exactly you're, right. You're in big tra- I mean, that's essentially what you're wearing, right? Yeah. You're wearing a, a chamber of farts and feathers it's is f- what you're wearing when you walk around like that. It's a
1: fart silo. It's you're a, siloing all your farts. you sure the only way for that. To vent out is right around your schmutz up your there. Own so fart cocoon.
0: <laughs> VNS in twenty minutes or less. Did you know Beckler that Calgary has
2: a pigeon racing club?
1: I did not know that Calgary has a you, pigeon racing club.
2: You can be a part of the prestigious racing of pigeons. I did not understand this. How does How does one decide? Okay, to get into the sport of racing pigeon? Like have we always had an affinity for pigeons, and all of a sudden you're like, man, I'm gonna. Need to do something with pigeons. Let's race them.
1: Maybe you like birds. Maybe. And pigeons are more accessible than I su- falconry, or I don't know. I suppose so. Yeah, Mike, you. Mike Tyson's into pigeon racing, isn't he? He's a pigeon guy. Are you serious? I think so. I could oh be making God, that up. Maybe funny. I'm wrong about that.
2: I, I guess they assisted this club in the releasing of pigeons for the 1988 Olympics as well here in Calgary, which is very exciting. Uh, you know, some events release lovely white doves and stuff and here we released a bunch of pigeons for the Olympics I guess so were they it's pigeons we're pretending here. to be
1: doves all white pigeons
2: kind of like when you dress a deer up as like a reindeer or something <laughs> <laughs> they did that with the pigeons we just spray painted them all white for the Olympics Ah, uh, nobody will know the difference oh very beautiful
1: <laughs> we blanched the pigeons <laughs> we- <laughs> They're ready for the games. We bleached them. <laughs> we bleached the pigeons. <laughs> we
2: bleached pigeons like bleach. Did everyone bleach their pigeons? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> bleach your <it's> like <laughs> you bleach your ass. Bleach. Uh, yes, there's also a Canadian Racing Pigeon Union convention where 300 delegates uh, congregate to talk pigeon as really? well. Which I was like, wow, I didn't know we have we have delegates for pigeons too. Like,
1: where is it this year?
2: That's a good question. Maybe I need to sign up. Maybe this should be my next hobby. Okay.
1: Well, you got a big balcony. I you do can keep some <laughs> pigeons out there, but I don't know what the condo board thinks about that. But yeah, I wonder. You've got space to keep pigeons. Yeah, do you mind if
2: I? I mean, I don't have a dog or anything, but they're much smaller. Just a bunch of pigeons in the back. Is that cool? Or?
1: And you can go to the convention here and dock yes. doc with other.
2: <laughs> do and then if I need to, I'll bleach them and for the, <laughs> for, the- <laughs> for the next big event, the next Olympics, we host. Do, okay. do
1: you even race pige? <laughs> I'm a page racer. Uh, specialize
0: in page. V in 20 minutes or less. A friend
1: of mine posted a photo of his dog laid up and said the, the dog dislocated his tail. Oh, like, no. That's awful. Yeah. And uh, also turns out I'm a huge dumbass because I didn't know that a tail could dislocate. I
2: never would have thought of that. But yeah, it makes sense. It
1: does make sense. It's the end of the spine, right? Oh. Can dislocate that. Poor dog, indeed. That, uh, that would suck. That really sucks. Then I got reading about the tails of different animals. And some of it is both fascinating and disturbing, Sean. I don't know. So, I mean, like, many species use their tails to swat away flies yep. or for balance or even, like, for climbing if you're a monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are tails that are used as weapons, like, think back to the Ankylosaurus, the dinosaur with the big club on the end of his tail. Yeah. Or the Stegosaurus with its Thagomizer, which I don't know if it ever actually used as a weapon. I don't know if that's clear, with the big spikes on the end, but.
2: It sure looked intimidating. It sure it did. I'm I don't sure. know if
1: Steggy was much of a fighter, but. Um, yeah. Then I was reading a bit about so you've probably heard about lizard tails, right? Yeah, like they can shed their tail as a defense mechanism. Yeah. So if some like a predator latches on, they can just shed the tail, or they can like shed the tail as a distraction. And apparently, the tail will like wiggle there, which is super. This is where it gets disturbing. Mm -hmm. And then grossest of all is what rats can do with their tails the the rat tail this not the haircut from the '90s that some fellas had. The actual physical tail of a rat can go through a process known as degloving. And this is where if a predator latches onto a rat by the tail, it can like shed the outer layer of it. I
2: feel like I knew this and it's still just as horrifying (sighs) as the first time I learned about that. It's
1: just disgusting, isn't it? Like, oh, here, take my skin. I'm gonna go this way well, there's
2: lots of like animals that shed their skin like that it's always so creepy right and you're like
1: Ugh. but like that quickly oh that's so so gross. you just have this like shell of a tail rat tail with no skin trailing behind the rat mmm I mean rats are super like, they can they can get tangled up with their tails and stuff and they get locked together it's called a rat king don't google that ever that's I wonder that's gross. if
2: you fried up the rat tail f- would be tasty you, what are you talking about that? yeah that's what you do with some, just some like, stuff you fry up the skin you know mm-hmm. of course
1: the rat has the gross skin t- I can't even listen to this yeah uh huh it's like rats are like, hey, we're we're totally gross. Yeah. What would be the grossest thing we Let's could do with our tails? Let's okay? just keep on being
2: gross, <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah,
1: just keep on, keep on. Yeah, it's really gross. That's appropriate uh, for us. Steady rack we're rats. horse
0: here, <laughs> the BNS and twenty minutes or less podcast. Etymology with Shauna.
2: I got reading about where the different countries got their names, and I never really thought about this before. But of course, countries had to be named after certain things, so I started nerding out a little bit. So countries are all essentially named by one of four things. A tribe or ethnic group of people, some descriptor of the land, the location of the country in terms of direction, or a prominent man, basically. Okay. So going back to the first one, a third of countries are named after groups of people. So France is named after the Franks, Italy is named after the Vitali tribe, Switzerland is named after the Schwitz people. So there's about 25 countries that go through and that's what their name. Didn't know that. There you go. Next, a quarter of the world's countries' names come from some aspect of the land. So Algeria, for example, uh, the, the capital city, Algiers, means the islands. Okay. Sierra Leone means lion mountains. Now, this isn't from the mountains itself, though. It's assumed that this was named from the Portuguese to describe the sound of thunder. When it came through the hills there, it sounded like roaring lions to them, so they called it Lion Mountains.
1: Would that also be true of a country like Ireland? Yeah. Like, named after some feature of...
2: Totally. Barbados means bearded ones, and that's named after the trees, which have roots that look like beards (laughs) there, so that's... I like that one. Bearded ones. Or Iceland, which is kind of the opposite, but they... Named it because they didn't want people to come there, so they said it's Iceland to give, you know, visitors this. Is that true? Yes.
1: It was an anti-tourism.
2: It was <laughs> an anti-tourism campaign because it was a lot warmer than you'd assume a country that far north would be. Yeah. And they didn't want visitors to know that, so they called it Iceland to deter people from actually coming there. And then a bunch of countries are named from locations, so Norway just means northern way,
1: mm, okay, right? I could see that. Yeah.
2: Australia means southern. And it was inspired by a phrase the ancient Greeks used about southern lands. But southern is essentially
1: what Australia means. Well, it's like southern lights are Australia's, right? Right. Yeah.
2: And it's the same thing. Yeah, Yeah. from the Greeks. And then Christopher Columbus inspired the names of a whole bunch of countries, right? Because, of course, then we're talking about being named after men. So, uh, Columbia. Obviously. Obviously. Uh, St. Kitts, short for Christopher. And then Tobago was what Columbus named, because, of course, he named a bunch of places himself. But that was just because he saw the Caribs who spoke tobacco, thought it was cool, and called it Tobago.
1: Tobago's named after tobacco? Yeah. Didn't know that. And
2: then again, inspired by him, though. Yes, there you go. Those are essentially the four things that all the countries are named by. I could get real deep into that, but that's enough.
0: Etymology with Shawna. BNS in 20 minutes or less.
2: So the World Cup is coming up right away here, Beckler.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, I'm not even a soccer fan. I'm excited for it. I am
2: too. So it kicks off officially on November 20th. And of course, Canada is in it for the first time in our lifetime, which is crazy. Uh, Their first game is November 23rd. And what's kind of awesome about it happening in Qatar is that a lot of the game times work out really well for us, which is kind of nice. Because a lot of the times when it comes to, I mean, the Olympics and these types of events that yeah. happen across the world, then you're
1: good stuff's in the middle of the night. And you getting miss up it. at
2: three a.m. to watch, or you're just not watching because you're not that devoted. Uh, our game, the first one on the twenty third, is at noon.
1: Well, that's nice. So, and who's that against? Uh huh. That's a good question. I mm. should know this.
2: Yeah. Clearly not a huge soccer fan, but I'm stoked to watch. And I have a bunch of friends who are big into to soccer or football. So they're going to be watching. And I'm like, I'll join in. I'll join in. And so I think I might even buy a jersey. They're playing Belgium, by the way. Uh, I think I'm going to buy a Canada jersey. Cool. I mean, the team itself, yeah, you might as well get right into it. Totally. They're not supposed to do that. Well, I think they, according to the. The odds have about an 11% chance of winning their first game against Belgium. That's tough. Uh it's going to be a tough matchup. That being said, why not cheer them on? You know, support the team if we can.
1: Yeah, anything that like gets the country all together like that is usually fun. That's right?
2: exactly it, right? And again, all the game times reasonable time, so we all should just join in and, you know, perhaps celebrate. I was thinking though, I think the last World Cup 4 years ago, we were talking about it and we were talking about trying to get into it. That was when Canada wasn't a part, mm-hmm. so we picked our own countries and I even bought I bought an Argentina jersey back then and then they were out pretty early and so that didn't really pan out but uh we I think I was
1: cheering for Senegal right because they were the poorest country in the tournament yes and I was like I want them to win
2: you were you didn't buy a jersey though you didn't commit that far but you were cheering for them but I mean to get people <laughs> Is that cranked the
1: barometer if you have a jersey or not yeah yeah that's you're only it only a fan that- if you have a jersey absolutely
2: if not then you're not supporting the team okay <laughs>
1: 100 bucks to be a fan or yeah. you're not a fan
2: yeah it's a it's a membership fee But maybe for those of us who aren't that cranked yet, we could replay because we did. We made soccer sexy. We
1: did because it was a tough sell here in Canada at the time. Maybe not as hard this time around. Probably not. Canada in it. But yeah, this is from four years ago, the last World Cup. Yeah. Yeah. Makes soccer soccer sexy. sexy. Uh, Careful not to touch any balls with your hands.
2: A scissor kick? Scissor kick.
1: Are you trying to enter my crease?
2: <laughs> I got a yellow card and a red card. Next is your V card.
1: <sighs> <laughs> Try to keep it in play. Uh, nope, no, that's out of bounds. That's out of bounds. <laughs>
2: be careful if you get too excited you might get an ejection <laughs> ejection e- e- ejection
0: the bns and 20 minutes or less podcast a calgary heritage moment <laughs> The ill-fated Titanic hosted many significant
2: dignitaries, including some of the richest leaders and businessmen of the time. And among the significant first-class guests that were on the supposedly unsinkable vessel were two Calgarians, a powerhouse couple named Albert and Vera Dick.
1: Albert was born in Winnipeg in 1880, but he was raised in Alberta, which at the time was still a small Canadian territory. He and his brother started a sawmill in Pinoka, and with the success of the sawmill, the two brothers started selling real estate and commercial properties here in Calgary.
2: They actually built the Hotel Alexandra, which once existed on 8th Avenue Southeast, a prestigious 100-room hotel right across from the CPR Depot. It was described as an upscale boutique hotel with a dining room paneled in leather and trimmed in fur, with a deep mahogany bar, guest rooms were lavishly adorned in walnut, and it boasted having cold and hot water and telephone connections, quite the luxury back then.
1: They also built the Dick Business Block on 9th Street Southeast, which still exists to this day. Albert married Vera Dick on May. 31st, 1911, which was the same day the Titanic officially was launched.
2: Vera was born in Ontario but she moved to Alberta where she was a self-proclaimed housewife. The two boarded the Titanic at Southampton as first class passengers and they resided in cabin B-20.
1: They actually survived the voyage and later recounted their experience. Albert insists that if it weren't for his wife Vera, he would not have survived the night. They assisted in filling six other lifeboats before Vera was thrown into a lifeboat herself. She grabbed hold of her husband and grabbed him aboard.
2: Miss his dick was one of the last remaining females and as officers were frantically trying to fill the last of the lifeboats, they thrust her aboard. She held on as she declared that she would not board the last lifeboat unless her husband was in tow.
1: He too was tossed aboard the lifeboat with many left on the Titanic attempting to jump in from the deck. Vera was wearing just a nightgown and a kimono at the time and she lost all her jewelry, including a heart-shaped ruby. Some think this ruby was what inspired the heart of the ocean, the significant necklace that was in the blockbuster film Titanic.
2: Mrs. Dick even claimed to have heard the band playing Near My God to Thee as the ship went down. When the couple returned to Calgary, Albert was met with criticism and rumors circulated that he forced his way onto the lifeboat.
1: Some even accused Albert of wearing a dress to sneak on, which was seen as dishonorable, much like those who didn't serve in the war.
2: The rumors were so severe that Albert eventually sold his hotel to escape the public scrutiny.
1: Albert passed away in 1970, with Vera passing away in 1973 in Banff. Both are buried in Calgary's Union Cemetery, just down from Earlton on the edge of downtown.
0: This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
1: Brought to you by Shane Homes, paired homes that keep your neighbors' noise on their side.
0: You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X929. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS and 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.